Welcome back to Experience of the World, the Isengo Travel Podcast. I'm Gavin. Uh, I'm with Ria. Hi, Gavin. And today we have some special guests. Oh yes. So, would you like to introduce yourselves? Uh, hi, Gavin. I'm Tabasum. Hello, Tabasum. Uh, hi, everybody. This is Anisha, and I'm from the product management team. <laughs> Wonderful. Have you had a good day, folks? Yeah, Friday. Yeah, Friday. For Friday, it was a very busy day for us. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it was good. You're looking forward to the weekend, though. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good. So let's keep it light then. Yes. Today. Even though today's subject is going to be about travel nightmares. So yeah, today is Friday, and uh, we all are in. Uh, good party mood uh, the week is over so we thought why not have something a fun uh, topic to discuss today of course. Uh, not a discuss definitely it will be a nice storytelling cho- chat it, in fact yeah. storytelling and yeah so we talk about travel nightmares uh, funny incidents anecdotes we all have had our share of uh, travel mishaps and or incidents uh, for the matter so yeah anisha is there anything yes um, i do have something to share um, it's a mixed uh, kind of emotion when i uh, sit back and think about it now but uh, when i went through the phase it was uh, terrible and uh, it took me some good amount of some good weeks to overcome that so i went to uh, mumbai to meet a cousin of mine and it was for a week so when i was coming back home as uh, one of my cousin's friend was in army so he handed me over a bullet shell that was only a shell without any gunpowder so i was carrying it in my uh, uh, shade box in my uh, i believe it was a shade or a spectacle box and uh, then um, at the time of the security check in i was uh, it was beeped and they asked me what's what's it so as because i had nothing special so i said uh, i don't have anything i have few metal bangles which i can open so even after i opened that uh, again it started beeping i literally uh, went uh, over with all my jackets and everything almost wearing a loose t-shirts and even i removed my shoes and still it uh, didn't stop so suddenly somebody asked me what's there in your bag so i said uh, the normal uh, things like few there was a speaker there was uh, a normal uh, clothes few used clothes which i already wore there and i was getting back to get it washed and then there was my uh, shade box so when they opened it there was this bullet shell and just two days before this incident there was some terror attack that happened in bangladesh and as soon as i said this is a bullet shell there were four people uh, four gunmen who actually Did they just come over the gun- <laughs> they, they just surrounded me with all the guns <laughs> pointing just right in front of my head and uh, i had no clue at the moment i was like wondering what should i do should i cut off my nerves should i jump off <laughs> were people watching you i yeah, suppose people as were you watching. Were, were... i started i literally started crying and people were actually watching me few started even commenting yo they they that's a terrorist to see have a look and all sort of comments and uh, i called my mom she panicked she even hired a lawyer back in calcutta oh my god <laughs> and then i was detained for 
somewhere around eight nine hours. My mom and dad took a flight and came immediately within some five hours, four five hours. They got it done. So it was a terrible situation. And later on, after a lot of requests, lot of questioning, um, they told me that we are going to get this tested. And in case we find any gunpowder, I don't know what the consequences will be. And if no, then uh, fine, we'll let you go. So wow. I waited there for hours and hours, and then they got it tested, and then said, uh, "No, it's okay. It was just an empty shell, no gunpowder. You can go and." Uh, and that was it. They just like off you go. Literally, yeah, you, you can you can go and they just kept that with them. Uh -huh. They didn't allow me that anymore, and they said, "So better be careful from the next time onwards." And the, all uh, strange looks, weird smarts, and whatnot. So wow. that's a real nightmare. That is a nightmare. <laughs> So the moral is don't carry empty bullet shells with you. So, uh, so this is, uh, the, I won't say an experience, this is uh, at the, the true moment. Nightmare, yeah, the true nightmare. The true nightmare was terrible back when it happened. Yeah. And uh, now I am very aware as to what should I carry. I prefer not to carry much and rather go and get it there itself. Wow, it's a good tip. That's so, a good tip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it happened in a domestic flight. Yeah. Airport. That's that's something. If it would have been an international, yeah, so especially if somebody is coming to India, be careful what you carry in your bag. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Did they offer you tea or food, or were you not allowed anything for no, those I, hours you were no, no, detained? No, no, I was not allowed anything. I was just detained in a separate. Uh, there was some uh, cabin sort of thing where I was just kept, and then they were questioning me. Uh, checking every document they asked for more documents they asked for a passport which i was not carrying because it's domestic, domestic travel <laughs> so this is uh, one of the stories wow but i hope they allowed you to use washroom in those eight seven hours <laughs> 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 nobody I wants to get you eight but i didn't i didn't feel the necessity to go in oh, uh, i so stressed I, I literally started crying i was lying down on the floor and i started crying Oh my God! It's amazing you can laugh about it now. Yeah, and when I tell this to somebody, people actually make so much fuss about it. Like, Arey, what happened? This is something amazing. You know, you know, we should share this. And it's like it's like a fun story now. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I hope like nobody should go through this at least. <laughs> yeah. So, so I also I I wish nobody actually goes to the server no. and uh, be careful with what you carry before. Yeah. They don't even allow a Swiss knife in your bag. No, no, you have to not. throw it away if they find one in your bag. Yes. So it's always uh, safer, uh, much safe uh, if you just give a call before your flight to the respective airline and get it checked as to uh, the necessity. What you can yeah. take. Mm. Yeah, airports can be scary when there are gunmen around. Uh, I remember uh, while uh, once I was traveling to Kashmir and there was a curfew there. So the safest haven at that point of time, the safest place was the airport. But as soon as I reached airport, there were so many gunmen around. And we was, and the reason there was a curfew because they thought there is infiltration of terrorists. And we all were like, oh my God, is this a terrorist? Is that a terrorist? But yeah, it, it can be really scary. Mm. Yeah. But I feel very safe when I see a uniform with a gun. I feel, okay, I am safe. You know, if something happened, they are here to protect me. Yeah. I see it that way. So, there's always two sides, isn't there? <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's about the people who actually face them. Like, uh, as because I personally am mysterious, so maybe I get scared and frightened looking at them and like, oh, something is wrong, maybe. So, the guilt feeling. 
<laughs> and tabs is there like you know have you had any airport mishaps no i hope not like uh, anisha <laughs> but uh, yeah i have incidents to share it's not a you know uh, scary incident but it's kind of funny incidents because you know i i hate traveling simply hate traveling especially if it's a night flight mm. it starts at 11 or 12 in the night and then whole night then you're sitting on a on a small little seat on a plane and can't even stretch your leg so when i was coming from us to india that's a 36 hours flight so it's a quite a long distance so with of course a stop in between dubai sure. Sure. Uh, so my brother gave me a very smart tip he said okay so when you board be the last one to board the flight and so that you know what seats are occupied and what seats are you know available so that you can go and occupy and sit in the aisle seat so that you have four seats in a boeing in the center row and you can stretch your legs there so i said okay so i boarded the plane and uh, i sat on my seat so it was in the aisle seat and two seats were you know empty and on the last fourth seat uh, old senior citizen was sitting you know so i thought okay at least i have two seats to myself and i was very happy and so the flight took off nobody came so i said okay I, I can at least use one seat and you know keep my head there and let that old person use the seat but he kept sitting there he didn't move so i coolly stretched on the three seats with my head on his lap and i slept the whole night and that poor guy he didn't move at all he kept sitting <laughs> with my head on his lap oh my gosh <laughs> a good <laughs> samaritan yeah is it comfortable <laughs> It was very comfortable. <laughs> When I got up in the morning, I was so fresh. And he said, "Okay, are you all right?" I said, "Yeah, okay. You you would require that sleep. You are looking so fresh now." And so I introduced myself to the gentleman, and and when he told me who he was, he was a dignitary from India. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was a very very decent of him uh, to let me sleep all night on his head and didn't move. And he was, I am sure, he must have been so stiff sitting all yeah. night. <laughs> and it was how long was the flight for that uh, section? It was uh, safe from. It was around eight hours. Eight, eight hours. hours. And, and the poor guy poor couldn't guy move. Sitting, yeah, he couldn't move whole night. You know, he was just sitting <laughs> and looking at my as pillow. your pillow. <laughs> as my pillow. Yes. He didn't sleep either. No, he kept sitting. And if he'd move, I would, I would shake too. So then he will stop moving. <laughs> yeah, such so a is, nice yeah. gentleman. Such a yeah. 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 Just sweet. Yeah. So this is how you make friends when you're flying. You exactly. Know? And now he's my friend. Is he? Yeah, oh, he, he oh. is. Amazing. <laughs> well, that's a nice story, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And Gavin, since you travel a lot, has, has there been any? I, I can. Um, I can. Oh, there's a few. I mean, I'll, I'll share. Uh, one story um i was locked out of an airport oh so i was the last person it was a, I, i won't give the whole story because it's a very sad tale but um i was on the way to marseille in france and the plane got diverted to a very small airport um nimes was the place which is a nice little town um and for some reason I decided not to take the bus from Nîmes airport back to Marseille where because I thought the person who was going to come and collect me was going to drive up to Nîmes <laughs> for some reason. So I I would kind of everyone disappeared because it was a very small airport and just this one flight I think was there and it got down to me and the cleaner and still my friend hadn't arrived. 
and I was getting a bit worried now because my French isn't the best um, and it was getting towards like midnight time and okay, I was okay, they're coming, I'm sure they're coming and then the, uh, the cleaner said to me, I'm sorry, you're going to have to leave the hotel, they kind of just weighed me out of the, the airport and, and they literally locked it up and, oh. and drove off Okay. And I was kind of just there in this tiny little airport. I didn't know where I was really at that point. Um, and I was still convinced they were going to come and pick me up. So um, there was a telephone box just down the road a little way. And I thought, OK, I'll, I'll go there and wait because it was warmish. And I actually had a newspaper and I tucked it down my top to try and keep warm. So I had newspaper all over me. Because this was kind of October time, so in the south of France it was starting to get chilly at night. Um, and I, I sat down in the telephone box to just try and keep warm. And it got to about, I think, two or three o'clock in the morning and I thought, no, I can't. They're not coming, are they? And I, I had to ring the police... And in very bad French and broken English, I kind of pleaded, can you get a taxi for me to take me to a hotel or something? And eventually, somehow... When did the airport open? When does the airport open? I don't know. It, I, I, it probably opens at like 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. So, so there are airports which shut yes. <laughs> closed down and yeah, yeah. yeah, That's, yeah, yeah. This that's was, news for yes. me. Um, and eventually, <laughs> I, I did get in a hotel... So did you manage to get a taxi and reach your well, hotel? Well, the, the person who came to pick me up actually came the next morning because oh, and, okay. and, I managed to get a phone call to them. Because obviously I, this was before mobile phones were around. Oh, okay. okay. So they were obviously waiting at Marseille Airport for me oh, for the bus to oh, come. Oh, oh, all right. Um, they must have been worried. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean there, there is another side to this story, but I won't go down that avenue. <laughs> Let's just say love didn't last very long. <laughs> um, but it, I laugh about it now. But I can at least say that I got locked out of an airport. That's a memory you made. Yeah. No, it definitely. was way before uh, cell phones. Yeah, cell phones. Way before cell phones. I mean, we're talking late 90s. Mm, oh, that's yeah. <laughs> so um, they weren't around then. This is pretty scary. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was, I was stuck at the airport all bit, alone. Yeah, I was a bit younger in those days. Now we can't imagine moving out of home without a cell phone, you know? No, I know. So we're so dependent. I can never on imagine a closed air. Like, how does an airport shut? It's the most busiest place. It shuts with one person and a key. <laughs> in the case of this one. Oh, then that's that's interesting. In this age of twenty-four hours of travel. Yeah. That was a. Hi, uh, so we are back with the Experience the World, the, uh, the Isango podcast and uh, after such interesting airport stories, we have another one uh, from one of our members, uh, team members, Prashant. So Prashant, what's, this, what's your story? So yeah, nah, it is, you can call it funny now, but on that particular day I was scared and I scared about like, like anything. 
Now it was uh, like uh, some of my friends in Spain. They called. Okay, if you are traveling to Spain, please bring the uh, toothpaste. They are big fan of Indian Ayurvedic toothpaste. Okay, I thought okay, it's fine. So uh, <laughs> I picked 15-20 packets and I okay. Like, What's so special about Ayurvedic toothpaste? So I'm not sure they are crazy. Like okay, it is very good. It is very nice. And somebody told me, and I don't know they. Read somewhere that okay. Uh, after that, there would be no cavity, huh? <laughs> and they can save good amount of money in the insurance. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, it it was uh, I was in Frankfurt. Uh, it was a connecting flight. Uh, so during the uh, check, security check, they say okay, you have something in your bag, okay, and you have to open your bag. And they called uh, police, five or six police persons, like. Uh, they were around me. I, I was just in the center. And you know, guys, uh, I am not going <laughs> anywhere. I, I tried to explain them in the beginning, but they were not ready to listen. And they said, okay, you have to open your bag. And then I opened my bag. And they said, okay, just to make sure that they did not ask for it. But I was so scared that I opened one paste and say, okay, see, I can do it. I use my finger uh, the way sometimes <laughs> we do if we don't have the brush. And, uh, and then say, they uh, say okay, it's fine. They said sorry after that. I packed my bag. And so were there people around you looking? Yeah, it's like everybody. So then you are fingers in your teeth. Yeah, I did. I did that literally. Nobody asked for that, but I was so scared that I did not take any chance. Okay, guys, it is paste. It is paste. So please, it is not nothing, <laughs> nothing serious here. And after that, like my Spanish friends told me, okay, bring that. Okay, I am not going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> you are not going to carry toothpaste no, ever again. Toothpaste. In India, it's fine, but yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> abroad, definitely not. Definitely not. Oh, that's so. We have one carrying bullet. And now one <laughs> carrying toothpaste to the airport. Another toothpaste. So things not to carry. Definitely. <laughs> while traveling. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Prashant. Right, we're continuing our travel nightmares and now we're joined by Nisha, hey. who has her own, hello, Hi. <laughs> who has her own travel nightmare to share with us. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very funny one now. Good. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I was really angry when it happened. So what happened was, uh, this was, uh, I think, almost two and a half years back now uh, and I was uh, traveling to Croatia and I had created an itinerary for myself and I had booked hotels. On your spreadsheet? Yes, on my spreadsheet, <laughs> exactly, that's how I do it. So, day one, day two, day three and I had created an itinerary and booked my hotels and my, uh, you know, uh, whatever I needed to book uh, for transportation and uh, I had left a few things though but then I had booked everything. I thought so at that moment and uh, and then I also wanted to visit uh, all the uh, party islands uh, so I had booked a trip to Hawar, to Korkula and all these places and uh, and uh, then then and then I thought yeah that's the end of you know the booking but suddenly you know a week before I was traveling I received this email from booking.com because I had booked you know a, a hotel from there uh, saying you know uh, how are you traveling to Hawar and have you booked your transfer and uh, it give, gave a lot of information about uh, that the port is uh, a 30 minutes drive from the you know from from the main city and then 
and then you know it's 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 necessary because it's an island it's you you don't have uber you don't have any other means and you have to book a pre book yeah. a taxi so that was the only uh, you know place in my whole uh, in my whole travel where i booked a pre booked a taxi uh, and then when i reached there uh, and then then i i booked that taxi and then when i reached there uh, so apparently there were two ports in the city there is a city port and there was a there was a business port which was farther away which was 30 30 minutes away uh, but luckily for us we had booked that port which is right in the middle of the city and my hotel was a 2 minutes walk from there <laughs> so i we suddenly we suddenly land and now uh, i was thinking you know and then you know uh, now i'm thinking okay i have to find this cab driver i have to you know i i we don't know where it is going to be and suddenly i see the name of uh, my hotel you know it, there and then okay am i confused is this the name of the hotel that we are supposed to stay at <laughs> and um, yeah super funny and then we realized and we called up the hotel it's like yeah this is the right hotel and you know uh, and, then, and then i tell them the name of the port that this is where i've landed it's like yeah right right over there you know you could see, you can see the hotel as like yes i can see the hotel <laughs> and then the cab company is calling me <laughs> because they have sent someone on the other port and yeah so funny because uh, you you've 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 tra- you know you you saving money everywhere while you're yeah, traveling yeah. and suddenly suddenly on the only transfer that i booked i had booked the wrong transfer oh no yeah, that was on the other port and we were not even going there no. and uh, yeah i still had to pay you know whatever the oh, amount no. was i think 70 euros for nothing so you saved nothing yeah <laughs> saved nothing in the end oh, wow yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we were we were fooled and uh, because only because you know the email said you know the ports are far and you can't get the taxi and then i i thought you know i should book in advance and that was the funnily in my 10 day trip that was the only taxi i had pre booked and that <laughs> went for a week so yeah i think yeah that's the funny story i have lovely <laughs> wow so yeah too too much research also at times Yeah, yes. I think so. <laughs> Gets yeah. you into trouble. Sometimes good to be spontaneous. spontaneous. It should be. Yeah, I I, yes. I believe that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks and yeah. So Nisha also uh, shared her tips for uh, try to travel light. Yeah. So for that, you should check our uh, uh, travel with traveling with one suitcase podcast. Yeah. For this. Yes. Thank you so much, Nisha. It was lovely. Yeah, talking. pleasure, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. Our final story today comes from a prover who was in London with me, funnily enough. So I do know her um, misadventure, her nightmare. So come on then, tell us about what happened to you. So it was really exciting. It was my first solo trip mm-hmm. and it was the first time I was traveling abroad for work. And with all of that in my mind and I... knew what were the do's and the don'ts for the trip because it was my first solo trip i'd done all the read all the blogs what to take care of and i had always made this um, rule book what to do what not to do and still after being so precautious about all of this i had gone shopping on oxford street uh, to primark and as all of you know it was a very busy place mm-hmm. and um, so i was chatting to my husband as to what all should i pick and what i shouldn't and i guess someone who was smart enough just noticed that and so someone picked up uh, the phone from my blazer jacket and um without you realizing yeah course. without me realizing and mm-hmm. when i thought i should finally call someone to like i wanted to call my mom to ask what she wanted uh, from my um shopping 
uh, that's when I realized my phone was not there. But I'm so glad that I met these two guys who were from India, and they helped me out to reach out my family, and then to call up at the hotel. And I finally reached back home, all crying and sobbing, and I was so sad. And uh, but at least thankfully it was the official trip, and I had my office colleagues helping me out next day with my family's contact and letting everyone know that I was safe. And I had a I had a uh rescue number if they wanted to get into touch with me and that was yours of gavin mm. and my apologize my <laughs> apologies that my indian family was calling you at random hours <laughs> which, which which they were doing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that was funny and a big learning also um so yeah i think we need to be really really careful when traveling solo and also to always take care of your wallets and phone and you shouldn't be like like I think it was a girl's thing. I got so overwhelmed by the shopping experience that I stopped paying attention to my phone. And even what what was more funny was that um, that girl was accessing my iCloud mm -hmm. because she had my device with her, so she could change the password for the same. And I could see her pictures. I could uh, see her having fun with my iPhone, but there was very little I could do anything about it. So yeah, great learning from my first solo trip. Mm. And I hope I'll be more careful and smarter while traveling next time. <laughs> so did the police help? Uh, so, so not exactly because I had, I had the images and um, I could uh, then log into my, um, find my iPhone app. And I could chase, chase what the location was of that girl. I did send that out to the police over there. I had her number also because she linked her number to my iCloud settings. So I could see her number also and but unfortunately there was very little help that I got and I'm sure it must be way down below in the priority list they have a lot of there are a lot of prior cases to take care of so that's okay maybe just till I couldn't get back my phone but yes a lot of learning mm. uh, but I'm glad that I had shared all the pictures with my family on whatsapp so I got all my trip pictures from that okay yeah so, so I do have memories good <laughs> and that's the main thing that's yes the main thing. yes, yes. Lovely. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Wow, those were some really interesting stories. Uh, and uh, I should say, Gavin, that our mm -hmm. uh, team members are quite uh, the planner. They are. <laughs> and uh, as well as they've been in a lot of trouble. <laughs> <coughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes to airports. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure many of those that are listening will relate to that. Oh, yeah, we hope. oh yes, definitely. And so, uh, all we could hope for is that everyone, everyone travels safe, uh, have everything uh, planned beforehand. I hope these uh, travel stories help you plan your trips better. So, uh, for more tips and tricks uh, of how to travel and where to travel, uh, you can uh, check out our blog, The Guidebook. Uh, and for unique tours and travels, where to go, what to eat, what to do, uh, log on to isango.com and check our unique tours and activities. Mm, and if you do have a travel nightmare, then why not let us know and maybe we will feature you either yes. in a future episode or on the guidebook itself yeah definitely yeah. so like share please comment please yes. tell us your travel stories so till next time Fine. see you soon see you soon <laughs>